Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Canberra Football Show, episode 94. 90, uh, episode 93 was a special uh, episode interview with Alex Terinich after O'Connor's historic MPL uh, League Championship victory. You can go check that out on podcast feeds on Facebook and uh, even chuck that one up on Instagram as well. So go check those out uh, when you have a chance. Uh, absolute scenes. Uh, on the weekend, all over the O'Connor socials, as as you can imagine, as they celebrated uh, their championship victory with the trophy um, that they were presented this weekend. So once again, congrats to O'Connor Knights. You can check all that out on social media. Michael, how's it going today? And we are very, very close to finals. We're only one week off. We are still yet to determine MPLW and CPL League champions, but we will find out very soon. We might find out tonight as of this recording for the MPLW or we'll find out on the weekend and then CPL, same thing as we'll break down during this episode. Yeah, I think that just goes to show the competitiveness across you know, CPL and MPLW this season that we've managed to talk about on many different shows throughout the season, Matt, I think certainly in recent years anyway, it's gone right down to the wire across more than just one competition. So it's very good to see the sort of competitive nature being spread across the different competitions. And like you said, we'll find out soon, soon enough, uh, you know, the last game week of the, of the normal season before finals, who will claim uh, premierships in those respective uh, competitions. Uh, But like I said, it's been an amazing season when you consider, yeah, just how close it has been. And obviously in MPL, it may not have come across as that competitive given that O'Connor Knights have just been absolutely spectacular and they had already claimed the, the premiership. But for the other two competitions, it's gone right down to the wire and it's exactly what you want to see in Canberra football, just everyone being competitive and it going right down to the absolute wire. So... I uh, can't wait to sort of get into that when that eventually uh, eventuates and uh, break it all down on the show. But we've got plenty to talk about, Matt, and uh, I think you'll sort of get into that uh, first up. Yeah, first up is the super competitive top four race for uh, the MPL. Let's start with... Canberra Olympic against Monaro Panthers. This one was a 1-1 draw. Olympic opened the score in 22 minutes into the contest. Alan James whipped in a, a curling corner for the far post, which Max Mellick uh, headed across goal for Adrian McCaw, who tapped it home to make it 1-0. Monaro were very close to opening uh, their scoring accounts seven minutes into the second stanza as Rocco Stricker received the ball on the edge of the box. He uh, chested it, let it bounce, and cracked a fantastic strike, which hit the crossbar. This one would have been uh, definitely one for the highlight highlight reel if it went in. Less than two minutes later, Monaro would get their goal, though, to level the scoring at 1-1. A quick counterattack from Monaro ended with a cross into the box, which Kreskus uh, struck, and the and it hit off the defender, the back of the defender, I think, into the path of Stricker, who converted the opportunity. So after having that fantastic try hit the crossbar, Stricker gets his goal. 
Overall, this was a pivotal point for Canberra Olympic as it secures their top four position for finals. Uh, no matter as the results of the weekend, they can't drop out of the top four as they lead fifth place and sixth place uh, Monaro and Canberra Croatia by four points. So there's no way they can drop out of that. Monaro, on the other hand, uh, while a win would have been better for their top four hopes, a draw still puts them in the running uh, thanks to Stricker's second half strike. Uh, they are one point off the top four. Uh, look, there are quite a few scenarios uh, for all sides fighting for the top four. Sort of in short, in terms of Monaro, uh, a win might not be enough for them next week. They will need some results to go their way um, involving Bengalan, Croatia and Tigers. At the moment, Monaro and Croatia are tied on points and Croatia have quite a hefty uh, lead on goal difference. So if it comes down to that, Croatia will go ahead um, if Bengalan win and Tigers win, for example, Monaro or Croatia can't make it in. Uh, so as you can tell, quite a bit needs to happen in that regard. Uh, but if Monaro get a win, they'll give, give themselves a shot. Uh, but as we mentioned, if they if the others win, it might not be enough. So we'll just have to wait and see. Literally goes right down to the wire for those four teams that I just mentioned. I didn't mention too many scenarios because then it would get all confusing. But just go check out the table and you'll definitely be able to see what I mean there. There are just so many scenarios that can happen in that situation. And we'll mention um, a couple others before the end of the show. Michael, who do we have next? It is a team that, uh, as we mentioned at the top of the broadcast, celebrated their um their title celebration in style. Yeah, they certainly did, Matt. It was the O'Connor Knights getting a 6-0 win at home against the relegated West Canberra Wanderers outfit. It was Heggy with two goals, Adams with two goals, Kresic and Bill with a goal for the hosts. In this match, you know, there was little doubt, I think, Matt, just given the sort of gulf in class between the two teams and how each of their seasons have ultimately played out. I mean, on one side of the spectrum, you've got O'Connor that have performed exceptionally well over the course of the season. And for West Canberra Wanderers, it's been a real struggle as they haven't been able to pick up a victory all season long. And, you know, they were just quite simply, uh, to put it in simple terms, at their very best, uh, the O'Connor Knights, and, you know, it, I think it was only just in, in terms of the actual game, maybe it was a little bit surprising. It had taken them 22 minutes to eventually open the scoring in this one through Ihegi uh, after running on uh, onto the ball after uh, Nico Kresic had lifted it over the advancing Philip Teleski. Uh, Michael Adams swept home, Matt, the, the second goal from a Regan Walsh cut back and then Kresic got a deserved third before the break as O'Connor sort of eased their way to a magnificent 15th victory of the campaign just to really highlight their dominance throughout the season. And then after the break, Heggie got his second goal of the game, Matt, uh, from a corner and it was the striker who laid the fifth on a, almost on a platter for Adams to slide home. Another goal for him after another 
excellent nights break. So we know how good of a team they are when they have the opportunity to hit teams on the counter-attack with all the quality that they have in those forward areas and the pace that they possess. And then Connor Bill rounded the scoring off with the sixth goal, heading it in off the post with 10 minutes to play. And that ultimately ended the game at 6-0 and it meant captain Michael Adams to hoist the trophy high into the sky and spark the title celebrations, Matt. So, you know, they were presented with the MPL League Championship at the end of this game, having sealed it last weekend, as we discussed on our previous show. So you can see the sort of celebrations on their social media accounts. And you can also see, Matt, your interview with Alex Trinich on Facebook, Instagram, and our podcast feeds, uh, where he discusses, obviously, the incredible journey that they have sort of taken, not only from the 18 months, last 18 months that we've talked about on the show, but even before that, how they even got to this point, once again, is an inspiring story. So if you haven't seen it, go and check that out most definitely. Matt, do you want to get into our next encounter? It was the home team playing uh, Tigers FC on this occasion, but it just proved to not be a good day in the office for Tuggerong United in this one. No, Tigers were off to the races and early and a crucial victory as well, as I'll mention a little bit later. Uh, Tigers first got to a flyer, got off to a flyer at Canberra in, in a bid to keep their finals hopes alive, scoring twice in the opening 14 minutes. Tigers scored the first thanks to a high press up the pitch, which Milburn won uh, the ball back into the path. Sort of, he sort of won it, and as he went in for that tackle, the ball uh, went into the path of Kishta, who received the ball, switched feet, and buried it in the bottom corner of the goal for the in that 12th minute. Two minutes later, Tonoski struck across. Um, Ed McCarthy laid it back for Sam Whittier to crack a great shot from the outside of the box into the back of the net to make it 2-0. In the 37th minute, Tuggies half the deficit through Lewis McKinney as he converted a chance from the penalty spot. Just one minute before stoppage time, Tigers struck back to make it 3-1. After a corner from Tigers, Golevsky won the ball back on the edge of the box and put it out wide for Ed McCarthy, who took a touch and hit a curler for the top left corner. Fantastic strike here. Tigers scored the only goal of the second stanza, two minutes from stoppage time, as Tanoski struck a curler from outside the box into the top corner. Another fantastic goal here. Uh, it's some, This season, there's something about Tigers and Canberra 201, which they have scored quite a number of uh, goal of the season contenders this year at that ground. Go back and check the last match of these two played at Canberra 201. And the goals from this one, and you'll know what I'm talking about. Tuggies, uh, Tuggies suffered their first loss in a bit after winning their last two matches on the trot. Uh, they are in seventh place with 14 points. Tigers have uh, not cemented their finals place just yet. However, they are in pole position 
of all the teams in the race next week to do so. Their situation's a little simpler. If they win, they make it. Uh, They make the finals. However, they are facing, of course, O'Connor, who have not lost since round seven. But the overall concept uh, is simpler than uh, Monaro and Croatia, for example. If they draw, they can still make it, though it will come down, though it could come down to goal difference if they are if they are level on points with some of the other teams. Michael, uh, we mentioned the top four race, and this one was an absolute crucial victory for Croatia. Uh, even if they win next week, it might not be enough, but uh, this win against Croatia uh, against Gangalan, uh does help their ch- uh, does help keep that those hopes alive. Certainly does keep their hopes alive, Matt. A huge win for them away from home against Gungahlin United. 5-2 in this one, so a seven-goal thriller. Bernabo Madrid and Timotheo on the score sheet for Gungahlin. And it was Spaseski, Kier, Ahmed Shaibu with a double, and Dominici for Canberra, Croatia. So they kept their dream of finals football alive, Matt, until the final weekend of the season, which is coming up. As you know, they come came from behind in this one to record a fantastic five-two win over Gungahlin United, and we obviously know what the weather was like on the weekend. And I'm sure many people would have seen that, especially in the opening half, that the officials had to take the players off at one stage of the game for a short spell, just given how bad the weather conditions were with the hail and rain. But nevertheless, in terms of getting to the game, Benalmo Madrid gave Gungahlin the lead in the fifth minute, Matt, with a good goal. And then it was Canberra Croatia who hit back 15 minutes later when Tony Spaseski turned home a Daniel Copatalo drive to level the scores in the 20th minute. And it would set things up for an amazing second half of football. And the scoring started with Ryan Keir, the skipper, nodding home from a corner, uh, which gave them the lead. And that was extended when Lukman Ahmed Shaibu fired home via a slight deflection. Anthony Timotho swept home from the edge of the box to reduce the scoreline, Matt, back to 3-2 in the 68th minute. But Croatia got a two-goal lead restored when Ahmed Shaibu poked home a second after a prodding run uh, and a pass from Michael Piccolo. And then it was Dominici who capped off the scoring from the bench as he broke clear to round off the scoring with the fifth goal of the game in the 89th minute to cement a fantastic victory, like I mentioned, for Canberra, Croatia, away from home in this one. And it means that Gungahlin are fourth on the table, Matt, on 33 points. While Canberra, Croatia, they closed the gap on the top four by climbing up to fifth place and are just one point behind Gunners, who are in fourth place. So, like we said, it's going to come right down to the absolute wire in the last round of the MPL season before we see finals. So, Matt, do you want to get into... The MPL fixtures for round 21, which is the last round before finals. It certainly is the last round before finals, and we kick it all off at Melrose Synthetic. West Canberra Wanderers against Gangarling United, Saturday, September 2nd, 2 p.m. at Melrose Synthetic. 
Then we have Tigers FC against O'Connor Knights, Saturday, September 2nd, 3 p.m. at AIS Grassfield 2. Then we have Monaro Panthers against Tuggerong United, Saturday, September 2nd, 5.45 p.m. at Riverside. Then Canberra Croatia against Canberra Olympic, Sunday, September 3rd, 3 p.m. at Deakin Stadium. Interestingly enough, all the teams that are fighting for that top four are either facing a side that has their... Either they've won the title or they've been relegated or they can't make the top four or they have already made uh, the top four for next week. So that is an interesting sort of side note to consider heading into that one. So sort of all four teams going for the... All four of those teams that are trying to make the top four are facing a side that already has their fate sealed in that regard. So they're all sort of on that same playing field in terms of the opponent they will face in terms of their own destiny after this matchup. All right, let's get straight into the MPLW, shall we? The match that we will start with is one where... The CUA got a massive victory, 2-1 over Belconnen United. And CUA got off to a wonderful wonderful start as Holly Murray launched the attack with a ball through the defence for Sophia Christofferson to gain a shot on the keeper. And Alyssa DeCampli was able to tap home the rebound for the winner. 13 minutes later, CUA extended their lead over the Blue Devils. Murray whipped in a free kick from the far right and looped it nicely into the box right for the path of Jaya Bowman to header it home for a winner. Good header there as well. Belcona United grabbed one back to half the deficit in style as Captain Talia Backhouse unleashed a bullet of a free kick over the head of the keeper in which the keeper was able to get a slight touch but it was not enough to parry it away. Very nice goal here. However, they were not able to get another and it takes them out of pole position heading into the final week of the season in the race for the league title. This loss for Belco means that they are one point behind Olympic with both teams having two matches left to play, which will take place this weekend, as we'll mention, as we'll mention a little later. So essentially... Belco need to win the catch-up match against Olympic on Tuesday night, tonight as of this podcast airing. If Belco lose, then Olympic win the league title. If Belco win, they are in pole position heading into the last matches for both those two teams as they will be leading them by two points. However, they will also need to win their final match of the season to secure the title. A draw on the final match of the season could secure it for them on the last day of the season. However, it will come down to goal difference if Olympic win also win their last match of the season. So in short, the Olympic match is a must win for Belconnen United. As we mentioned last week, the CUA cannot make mathematically cannot make finals football. However, they are ending their season on a high. They still have one more match left to play, but to beat Belconnen United, very much the informed team heading into this one is definitely a very good result there for Matty Moore's uh, girls. 
And talking about big results, Michael, there was a big result for ANUW on the weekend against one of the top four sides. Yeah, that's right, Matt. A 1-1 draw for ANUW in this game away from home against Canberra Croatia. So it was Marzis on the score sheet for Canberra Croatia and Fortis Coca for ANUW in this game. It ultimately means, you know, the result of this match, two drop points at Deakin Stadium for Canberra Croatia against ANUW. You know, they missed an opportunity to put pressure on the top two in the last week of the season that will come up this coming weekend. So a bit of a missed opportunity there for Canberra Croatia to build a little bit of pressure. But nevertheless, we'll get into the breakdown of the match. And it was Canberra Croatia who struck first with a cross from Brittany Palombi in the 55th minute uh, was missed by the ANUW keeper that took a little bit of a deflection towards their net. And then Tatum Mazis was credited with the goal, but it was the university club's answer that proved to be the case in this one as they equalised 20 minutes later with a good build-up play that ended in Edith Fortis-Coker to take her chance when it came to her from close range at the far post. So a very nice finish from Croker to get a new W level in this encounter. And it's just a huge result for them, Matt. And we've talked about it over the course of the season, just how tough of a team they are each and every single week. And this game proves it yet again. You know, it's a fantastic result for them when you consider it's against a side that, you know, fights for finals and titles every single season. So this is only going to boast well for them, you know, next season and moving forward. But in terms of what this result means, it means that Croatia saw Gungarland overtake them on the table, albeit with a game in hand, while ANUW, with that point that they got in this one, Matt, it mathematically ensured we will see them in MPLW again in 2024. So again, it just goes to highlight just how crucial of a result that was for ANUW in this game. Not only were they able to get a point against very tough opposition, but they were all also able to confirm their status in the league for next year. So congratulations to ANUW on that one. Matt, we'll move into our next match of MPLW action. It was only one goal in it between these two sides, but a crucial goal for Canberra Olympic. It certainly was Canberra Olympic, like you mentioned, 1-0 victory over West Canberra Wanderers. I was commentating on this one with Jeremy McGahn at O'Connor Enclosed. It was a lovely uh, day for football, or the first half anyway, as the weather was lovely in that first half until the rain entered in the second, as you also mentioned, for the uh, match over at... I was about to say Deacon. It wasn't Deacon, was it? It was uh, at AIS between Gunners and Croatia. In this one, though, Canberra Olympics scored the only goal of the match as Leah Carnegie put in a nice ball over the top of the defence for Maddie Whittle to run onto, and she placed it past the keeper. 
Overall, Olympic had a number of chances in this one that were either saved by the keeper or uh, defensively taken off them in a tackle or it was uh, hit over the bar. Matty Whittle was was a constant presence in this one. Up front, she was absolutely terrific all day, as she has been all season, wreaking havoc on the Wanderers' defence. Overall, though, Olympic had to try a balancing act as they had to as they arrested a few players uh, early on in the second half. As let's not forget, they do have a match in two days' time against Belco. They had the... This is uh, obviously the catch-up match from last week, midweek on the Wednesday, where the lights went out, so they'll need to replay that one. And then two days after that one, between Belco and Olympic, both teams will be playing their last matches of the season on Thursday. So... You know, quite a number of matches in the space of a week for Olympic and Belco there. So Olympic trying to do the balancing act and they balanced it quite well in the end. Wanderers who were looking to replicate the upset when they beat uh, Olympic from round 12 were not able to do so on this occasion. They they defended well uh, in parts throughout the match and their reaction defending, especially in the first half, I thought was quite good. Like, for example... If um, a player was able to get beyond their defense, the reaction and the um, the reaction after that, being able to catch up to play and that sort of thing, was quite good. In particular, Aubrey Ward, especially in that first half, was really really good uh, at doing that. They also had a really good chance or two in the first half. However, in the second half, they just were not able to see much of their opponent's defensive half. The clock is ticking, though, for the Wanderers to avoid the wooden spoon and possible relegation. Obviously, that all depends on circumstances uh, when it comes to MPLW and CPL. They sit two points behind Tuggeron United. So essentially, the go for them is they need a a victory against Canberra, Croatia, and for Tuggies to lose next week. If Tuggies draw next week and if Wanderers win... It all comes down to goal difference. And I think they're tied on goal difference from what I saw earlier on today when I was reading over the tables. Massive win, though, as we mentioned at the top of the broadcast for Olympic as they take advantage of Belco dropping points against CUA. They have now put themselves into pole position. The outcome for Olympic is quite simple in terms of the concept if they beat Belco on Tuesday again tonight as of as of this coming out they will win the MPL League MPLW League Championship for the first time in their history if they lose they are still in the race but will need Belco to lose or draw in their next match and of course if it's a draw in their next match in terms of the circumstance I just mentioned there it will go down to goal difference So Olympic in pole position and are on the cusp of the MPLW league title. Michael, next up, a massive victory for Gagalin United, who just played their last league game of the season because uh, their match against Olympic was was scheduled earlier on a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, that's right, Matt. But nevertheless, they got a big, big victory in this one. 7-2 over Tuggeranong United. It was Terry and Niles on the score sheet for Tuggeranong. And for Gungahlin, it was Whiteley with a double 
Wright with a double, DeMarco with a double, and Chow with a goal. So three players with two goals in this contest for the visitors. It was Darby Whiteley uh, that battled with the Tuggies' defence to score the first goal of the game, 13 minutes in, before striking again with a header following a Sharon Chow cross four minutes later. So the perfect start for not only Darby Whiteley, but for Gungahlin United in this game inside the opening 18 minutes of the contest. But Tuggeranong answered not too long after in the 25th minute, courtesy of a brilliant run from their captain, Zoe Terry, who ended up on the score sheet. Gungahlin made sure to squash any hope of an equaliser before halftime, Matt. First with a cross from Kayla Wright that ended dipping under the crossbar before the same player dribbled past Amy Wigan to bury her second goal in the back of an empty net. Andrew Wood, Woodman's team would uh, have two more goals scored, Matt, um, to add to their tally before the hour mark, thanks to Natalie DeMarco, a first from point-blank range before her second was a missile from 25 metres out into the top corner, so a quality strike from her. And then Rainey Niles' uh, goal from long range with 15 minutes to go for Tuggeranong answered, was eventually, sorry, answered by the pace and technique of Sharon Chow in injury time for the ninth goal of the afternoon. So it was an absolute goal fest out in Tuggeranong in this game. Gunners are now third on the table, having played one more match uh, compared to fourth place to Canberra Croatia, which is something we talked about briefly, Matt, earlier in the MPLW segment. And it's going to come, yeah, like we said, it's going to come down to the absolute wire in MPLW. But nevertheless, a great win for Gungahlin United in this game. Matt, do you want to get into our MPLW Round 21 fixtures? MPLW Round 21 fixtures. There are a couple of uh, catch-up matches, as we've mentioned uh, throughout this MPLW segment, but we'll start with the specific Round 21 ones. ANUWFC against Belconny United. This one would be played a little bit earlier. Thursday, August 31, 6.45pm from Greenway Enclosed. Then on Sunday, we have West Canberra Wanderers against Canberra Croatia. Sunday, September 3rd, 12.45pm from Melrose Synthetic. And then round 21 and the league season ends with Canberra United Academy against Tuggerong United. Sunday, September 3rd, 3pm at Hawker Football Centre. And to begin the catch-up rounds... MPLW round nine, officially now around nine catch-up. Canberra Olympic against Belconnie United, Tuesday, August 29, 7pm from Riverside. Hopefully the lights stay on for that one. MPLW, another MPLW catch-up is Canberra Olympic against Tuggerang United. Thursday, August 31, Woden Park, enclosed 6.30pm. So as we mentioned, if we don't know the outcome of the MPLW League title on Tuesday night, we will know the outcome on Thursday night as both Olympic and Belcon United are playing on Thursday night. So as we mentioned, it will all go down to the wire in terms of the league title and also in terms 
of that wooden spoon and possible relegation spot between Tuggerong and West Canberra Wanderers. So on both ends of the table, it is all to play for. But in terms of that top four, it is set in stone. Not in terms of the positioning, though, but in terms of the people there, uh, that part is set in stone. All right, Michael, next up, we have our CPL segment of the show, and we kick it off with Belconnen, who got a big, big victory and puts themselves in pole position in that race with ANU for that final spot for finals. Yeah, they did, Matt. 5-0 win for Belconnen over Canberra White Eagles. It was Wells with a goal, McCarran with a hat-trick, and... Diadrio with a goal for Belconnen United in this game. You know, Eagles, though, they did well in the first half to keep an informed Belconnen side scoreless, but it was the second half where we saw a rampant Blue Devils outfit, and they opened the scoring through veteran Dustin Wells 10 minutes into the second stanza. Forward David McCarran went on a scoring blitz, scoring a hat-trick in the space of seven minutes with goals coming in the 65th, 70th, and 70 second minutes respectively and it puts his personal goal tallies amount to six goals for the season. Diadrio finished off the scoring at 5-0, nine minutes from the final whistle, Matt, to cement the 5-0 victory. It was a top loss for White Eagles who have now gone 450 minutes without scoring in CPL, so that just sort of speaks to their struggles, particularly in front of goal. They need to win next week if they're to avoid the winning wooden spoon and possible relegation, depending on other circumstances, of course. However, they need Juventus to lose as well. So this scenario would put Eagles tight on points with Juve. However, Eagles do have the superior goal difference, so that's something we need to keep in mind for that possible scenario. So again, in CPL, it goes down to the wire across the ladder and you know not only is it a fight like we said for the top four there's also a fight down the bottom end of the table as well so like I said it's an important victory for Belcon and United as they win two in the trot and they leapfrog ANU into fourth place on the table and into pole position for you know top four in that race and essentially the winner of ANU and Belco next week will make the top four. So if the result is a draw, Belco makes the top four in that scenario. So it's a lot to play for, like the CPL is going to be talked about in this segment, Matt. And we'll move on now to our next encounter, which we saw Brindabelle Blues up against ANU, Matt. Great result for Brindabella in this game. It certainly was, and it was a big victory as it seals them in that top four spot. They will be playing finals no matter the result for them on this weekend. The actual result was 3-2 Brindabella Blues over ANU FC. Jaden Deegan-Smith opened the scoring for the Brindies 20 minutes into this contest. ANU leveled the scoring six minutes later as ANU hit on a quick counter before a cross was perfectly put in for Deans to go for the diving header. Really nice play and diving header here. Four minutes later, Brindabella Blues 
hit back in the lead through Deegan Smith once again as he jumped highest for the header, connecting with uh, with sort of the back of his head for the back of the net. Deep into stoppage time in the first half, Deegan Smith scored another goal to seal his hat-trick. Another cross was whipped into the box. The keeper went to hit it out and clear it. However, Deegan Smith was there to take the opportunity and finish it off. With this hat-trick on Saturday, he has now scored five goals in his last two matches. So a player in really good form heading into finals for the Brindabella Blues. And as we mentioned before, as I mentioned before, quite a number of pinpoint crosses for those goals there as well to set it up. ANU scored the only goal of the second half in the 85th minute as Sachin Sirkari, who converted his chance from the penalty spot. Uh, the informed player scored his fifth goal of the season with that penalty. A tough loss for ANU, as you mentioned before, Michael, as it gives them less scenarios in order to make the top four next week. As was mentioned, essentially next week they need to beat Belco to make the top four. ANU trail Belco by two points. So if it is a draw, the ladder will stay the same and Belco will seal that top four place. It's a must win for ANU next week. Such an important hat-trick uh, in terms of uh, Brindies and Deegan Smith, though, which seals the top four and finals football for the Brindies. So again, no matter what the result is, if they lose or draw next week, they will be playing finals football. The only change that can be made is they may drop to fourth place if they lose or draw and Belco wins. Uh, regardless, another great run for the Brindies to end this season, similar to last year for Ray Juna's side. So really good form for them heading into that finals period. Michael, we've talked about important results for big uh, challenges, whether that's the bottom of the table or the top of the table, the top four. In this case, big, big result for Ugali, who are on the cusp, one point off CPL Championship, League Championship and promotion. Yeah, that's right, Matt. There was a lot of different factors going into this contest for Yulgali, and they got the job done at the expense of Canberra Ventus. It was 3-1 for Yulgali. Duck got on the score sheet for Canberra Ventus. For Yulgali, it was Canusi, Galozo, and Donadell on the score sheet for the away side, Matt. And let's get into it. It was Canberra Ventus who got off to a flyer in this one, scoring in the opening 14 minutes through Nathan Duck. And that was his 13th goal of the CPL campaign and means he is fourth on the goal-scoring charts with Morris Kadzola of Wagga. When it looked like Juventus might have been heading into the sheds at halftime with the lead, Matt, Yulgali struck two goals in four minutes heading into the break to essentially switch the momentum on their side and Canusi scored in the 40th minute and Galazzo in the 44th minute of play. Yulgali scored the only goal of the second half to send Yulgali back to Riverina 
with a crucial victory and within touching distance of the CPL League title and all the elusive promotion spot to MPL next season. Juventus once again fought well in this contest, Matt, nearly going, you know, into the halftime interval with a lead, but it wasn't meant to be. You know, they still remain in pole position to finish the season in seventh and avoid the wooden spoon and possible relegation, depending on circumstances, as they still lead White Eagles by three points. So it's a big win for your guys. They now sit within one point of clinching the CPL title and promotion to MPL next season. Essentially, next weekend scenario is quite simple. At least get a draw and they will be in the MPL next season because while Queanbeyan could level them on points in that scenario, Ugali's goal difference of plus 31 at the moment is virtually sort of impossible to catch in the space of two games. For Queanbeyan, if Ugali lose, uh, they can get it. However, they need Queanbeyan not to get maximum points. Otherwise, Queanbeyan will be the ones that gain promotion to MPL, and we know how badly they want to get into MPL football. And of course, if Yulgali win on the weekend against Brindis, they will gain promotion regardless of other results that will be played out. You know, history this season is on their side at home in particular as they've never dropped points at Solomad Stadium. However, Brindis have been one of the only teams uh, to beat Yulgali this season in general away from home. So regardless, it will go down to the wire and, you know, it's it's all up to Yugali to see if they want to capture destiny and get into MPL football next season. So it's going to come down right to the wire, Matt. And that'll lead us into our next match, which is Queanbeyan City picking up a big victory against Wagga City Wanderers, Matt. It certainly was. Queanbeyan kept their promotion hopes alive. 3-1, sorry, 3-0 victory over Wagga City Wanderers. I was able to catch a decent amount of this game and it was quite the tight affair at first. Both sides broke well on each other. However, both defences kept stopping each other in their paths once once they got the ball into the box. Also, both teams created some uh, goal-scoring opportunities early on. Queanbeyan were the ones to create more opportunities, though, as this game rolled on. It was Queanbeyan who broke the deadlock, though, after that competitive start through none other than Nico Abbott. The Argentine turned his marker and struck a bullet into the back of the net 39 minutes into the first half. Six minutes later... A minute into injury time, Queanbeyan went into the sheds with a two-goal lead. Abdullahi struck an absolute bullet from well outside the box with a terrific strike. Into the second half, Brandon Taliano received a second yellow card and subsequent red card as a result in the 57th minute, putting Queanbeyan down to 10 men. Taliano will miss next Saturday's match v Juventus on, yeah, on Saturday but will be eligible to travel the next day for the catch-up match against Wagga City Wanderers in their final match of the season, of the league season. Nico Abbott scored the only goal of the second half, deep into injury time, the 94th minute to be exact. Abbott's brace on Saturday means he has now scored 19 goals for the CPL campaign, launching himself into the top of the leaderboard, two goals 
over Darren Bailey of Ugali. Now, while Wagga fought well in this one, it was a tough loss for them as it finalized their season. Despite the match in hand to be played on the Sunday and then, and then them, of course, also having a match on Saturday, they cannot make the finals. They are six points off the top four as it is at the moment. However, ANU and Belco both play each other. So as a result, either of those sides getting a victory or a draw will mean that they make the finals instead of Wagga. Really good performance from Queen Min here as they kept those promotion dreams alive. They remain five points adrift of Ugali with one match in hand to be played, of course, on Sunday. As you sort of mentioned, Michael, the scenarios that Queenbian need to be promoted are as follows. Queenbian need to win their last two matches against Wagga and Juve on the weekend. They need to beat Brinda, uh, and but then they need Brin, uh, Bella to beat Ugali at Solomad Stadium on Sunday. A draw will be enough for Ugali to clinch the title and promotion as their goal difference is significantly higher than Queenbian. So while the dream is still alive for Queenbian, the control is completely out of their hands. The loss to Belconnen last week, in hindsight, could have been the result that hurt Queenbian's chance for that all-elusive promotion. So regardless, it will all go down to the wire this weekend. This is exactly what you want to see as a neutral. Not so much if you're barracking for one of the teams in CPL, MPL, or MPLW that we've talked about where their hopes will go right down to the last second of the whistle. Now, Michael, we have uh, talked about numerous scenarios here, whether it's the title fight or the top four or the bottom of the table and possible promotion. Uh, We've talked ourselves to death with these scenarios. So, Michael, what are the matches that will fulfil these outcomes. First up, we have in CPL round 21 fixtures, Wagga City Wanderers up against Canberra White Eagles, Saturday, September 2nd, 2.15pm at Gissing Oval. Queenbian City play Canberra Juventus, Saturday, September 2, 3pm at High Street. Yulgali will play Brindabella Blues, Sunday, September 3rd, 1.30pm at Solomad Stadium. And lastly, Belconnen United up against a new FC Sunday, September 3rd, 3 p.m. at McKellar Park. But we also do have a CPL round 12 catch-up, which will be being, be played between Wagga City Wanderers and Queanbeyan City Sunday, September 3rd, 3 p.m. at Gissing Oval. So plenty to look forward to, Matt, for this upcoming round in CPL where we'll have a league champion crowned. We certainly will. And that's it for us today. Any last words before we wrap up episode 94 and head into our final round of the league season? I don't think there's a whole lot to add, Matt. I think we've repeated the theme quite a lot over the course of this episode, and that's the amount of close games that are going to be played that will determine where teams finish, if that's top four, if that's winning the league, if that's finishing at the bottom of the table. There's still so much to be 
played for, I suppose, if you want to put it like that. But we'll break it down on the next episode and can't wait to do it. Next episode, episode 95, will definitely be a good one to break down as we will be breaking down everything in that last round and slightly previewing uh, the first week of finals for all three senior competitions here in Canberra. He's Michael Georgeski. I'm Matt Nicoletti. Thank you so much for joining us on episode 94 of the Canberra Football Show. Enjoy your weekend. And as always, enjoy the football. Enjoy the football.